I'm Jennifer Isabella, your host for Forrester's podcast, What It Means, where we explore the major changes in the market influencing executive priorities. Each year, the research team at Forrester compiles its annual predictions for new and emerging technologies. For this episode of What It Means, we asked our analysts to discuss their predictions and outlooks across four key tech areas, AI, automation, cloud, and IoT. Let's find out what they have to say. For AI technology, the year ahead will bring two major trends, accelerated growth and the need for more governance. Forrester VP and Principal Analyst Michelle Getz provides some detail. Yeah, so I think the first thing is, you know, one in five organizations is really going to double down on AI and they're they're going to start to infuse those machine learning capabilities, not at just, you know, particular or what is perceived as optimal uh, decision points, but really it's going to take on more and more of the automation and the experiences that we're driving within our digital ecosystems. Uh, the second is we need to be thinking about responsible AI, um, you know, really getting a sense of, you know, how can we trust the machine learning capabilities to not only do the jobs that we expect them to do to, you know, reach those business outcomes, but we need to mitigate risk. We don't need bias in hiring practices and processes, for example. We don't need to be making unethical decisions. And honestly, there's a lot of AI regulations coming down. So AI governance is going to be a a big theme in 2022. Next, we asked Michelle which issues are driving the need for increased governance in AI. If you are not mindful, if you don't have the right stewardship perspective on AI, you can really get yourself in trouble. You might be using data that you don't actually have access to. That's number one. You may be exposing um, aspects of um, you know, PII and PCI uh, within that information that you shouldn't be using. So insurance companies have to be very careful about how they use personal information and, and census data and, and so on. You need to be mindful that some of the behavioral practices that you've executed in your own business not intentionally, probably unaware that you're doing it, are introducing bias in things like hiring practices and not having the right diversity. And so your model now produces a non-diverse talent pool to to pull from um, for your organization. Um, And some of these things are a little bit more benign, but some of them have huge ramifications. And particularly in Europe, as new as new AI regulations are starting to be formulated, the ability to govern, really understand, trust, and be responsible with the use of AI is going to be important because as we drive towards more data and insight-driven decisioning, it's AI that's picking that up for us. And they're actually acting as an augmented workforce within our business. And we need to trust that artificial intelligent workforce as much as we have to trust our own workforce. So where should technology leaders focus their efforts this year to ensure they're using AI responsibly? Yeah, so there's really three particular areas that you have to focus on that AI is kind of drawing together. First is DevOps, which is really about how are you building effective and responsible AI applications and systems. There's uh, ML ops or model ops. 
to ensure that you're governing and stewarding your models themselves so that they're responsible, unbiased. And then there's data ops, which is supporting the relevancy of the data, but always tracking and tracing, providing that observability on the data and the anomalies that can impact not only the models, but also the outcomes within the applications themselves. So AI governance is really spanning those three categories and making them not only work together as different um, teams, but also having representatives on the same workbench, co-developing, co-testing, and then co-monitoring and evolving those capabilities as you move forward. So that's a real difference in operational thought where these teams were generally very siloed and very separate. And that, you know, that, that traceability component by bringing those three worlds together is really what's going to help you understand not only what is potentially going off the rails, why it's happening, where it's happening, and most effectively remediate those situations, whether that's, you know, small tweaks in your pipelines or where you have to pull the system down completely. Similar to AI, automation technology has seen rapid acceleration during the pandemic. Here's Vice President and Principal Analyst Craig LeClaire describing what's been happening in that space. We had to, uh, in rapid fashion, uh, deal with remote work. Uh, we had to deal with uh, remote business uh, that didn't rely totally on face-to-face -face interactions. So. Uh, we've been accelerating automation. Uh, that's been uh, probably the, um, the thing everyone can agree on. But of course, expanding a technology that quickly can bring some risk. We asked Craig which risks technology leaders should keep an eye on as they expand their use of automation. The biggest one probably is, is just creating our next generation of silos, automation silos, uh, islands of automation, we, we sometimes call them, uh, and really uh, driving up uh, technical debt. Uh, you know, we've seen companies um, embrace redundant um, automation stacks, maybe for conversation, maybe for mach machine learning decision management, uh, maybe multiple RPA tools coming into different parts of the organization. Um, so that's a, um, you know, one problem uh, area uh, on the process side. And then on the uh, human side, uh, employee experience, a lot of the automation that we're bringing in uh, has to, um, you know, force humans to interact differently and in more sophisticated ways with machines. Um, so we have to be very cognizant of uh, the employee experience. Uh, so that's a risk area as well. Um, and certainly uh, customer experience. You know, we, we always have this uh, tension between creating a more convenient experience for our customers. But sometimes uh, in the race to automate, uh, we can create a creepy experience for, um, you know, for customers as well, which can have brand implications uh, and certainly revenue and, and, and profit implications as well. Craig mentions Forrester has been providing clients some clear advice to help them manage their own automation expansion programs. We're encouraging companies to develop what uh, Forrester is calling um, an automation fabric. And, and this means a comprehensive framework and view in the organization um, about automation. That's uh, a framework that can help build and orchestrate and govern um, what's becoming a hybrid workforce of machines and uh, digital uh, workers. Uh, so on the software side and on the physical side to replace human agility, uh, but having that work um, collaboratively with, you know, with humans. And that's what um, a um, automation fabric can help coordinate 
that in a much better way. Um, one of the struggles with those islands is the linkage, the interoperability of different automation platforms. So at the technical level, uh, having uh, a fabric will allow you to create that interoperability. Very, very important. And probably the, the most important aspect of the fabric is, is an innovation culture. You know, it's a culture that uh, understands um, the, the human experience, the employee experience, the customer experience related to, you know, to automation and encourages uh, in, in the business, not just in technology management, but in the business, new ways, uh, new operating models, new ways to really embrace and transform you know, processes uh, that we've been doing a certain way for a long time that now we have an opportunity with advancing automation to do in a different way. That is best driven through uh, automation strike teams, which is Forrester's term for really a center of excellence for automation. And that's a hybrid um, group of stakeholders that uh, uh, has the business, technology management, and, and even some non-traditional roles in the organization, uh, such as human resources um, involved in the change management that, that you know that's appropriate uh, for, um, again, getting that uh, human and machine collaboration that we need for the future. That's our primary recommendation. When it comes to cloud technology, principal analyst Lee Suster points to one key trend that will drive major change globally in 2022. Well, this is the one cloud trend that tech leaders ought to be aware of in 2022. It's gotta be the increase in geopolitical frictions and antitrust reform. And there's a number of examples of this. Probably the most um, notable one uh, for in much of the world is, it, is that the Chinese government is pushing that all state-owned companies have to migrate to state-owned clouds. And that means moving things away from market leaders like Alibaba and Tencent. And you have to understand that, I think, is a broader effort by the Chinese government to make sure that the tech sector in China is actually aligned with the government's geopolitical goals. And that might mean uh, limiting what they can do internally in terms of the government. It might mean uh, moving more towards the government agenda. The question of data sovereignty is obviously a big issue around the world. And in India, we've seen that MasterCard was banned from distributing new credit cards due to the failure to comply with the data residency regulations there. And that's something we could see more of in Europe, as well as, in fact, even in the United States with privacy laws coming out of California and other jurisdictions that might move things in that direction. And speaking of the U.S., there has been a discussion about regulation of the tech sector in general terms. And that's partly about data and privacy, and it's partly about the wider economic impact that these multi-trillion dollar entities may have on the wider economy. And so how are the major cloud players reacting to this trend? In terms of the reaction from the major hyperscalers to this, we've seen AWS reset its localization strategy in China, which is obviously a huge market uh, for AWS. They wanna go up against Alibaba, Tencent, Huawei, and the local players. And to do that, they're going to need to adapt to the government restrictions that I've discussed earlier around data in particular. Uh, Microsoft, for its part, is trying to do something to meet the needs of a lot of its European customers around data sovereignty. Uh, they also have China in their perspective in that they're going to have a new leadership team specifically for China in order to navigate that new regulatory framework. With all of this in mind, Forrester has made a pretty bold call on cloud for the year ahead. In terms of 2022, what we're predicting is that there will be an emerging era of cloud nationalism. What do we mean by that? There's going to be more nation state intervention on just where and how cloud providers can operate. 
Uh, that's going to be different according to different countries and different jurisdictions within countries or regional entities like the European Union. But there nevertheless will be a common effort to kind of shape and limit what the cloud providers can offer. A lot of that's going to be around data and data privacy, uh, around customer needs. Uh, some of that's going to be around national security grounds. Uh, European companies have to respond to the first policies around GAIA-X, which is uh, a set of standards around data sovereignty and data governance, which they're going to have to be able to uh, meet in order to move forward. And in China, the state-owned companies are going to really shape the future of cloud marketplace there in, in various ways, because, of course, the government, government itself is a major cloud consumer. And so the big question is, what does this mean for tech executives rolling out their cloud strategies for 2022? In terms of what this means for CIOs and technology leaders, they're going to have to be, if they're operating at a multinational level, they're going to have to be mindful of just what the moving targets are in these various jurisdictions. Uh, for Microsoft, it's a pretty major change, for example, to situate themselves with a new leadership in China. And I would expect that that similar type of adaptation to take place, perhaps not at that highest level that we've seen with Microsoft, but similar levels of adaptation to meet the needs of these various regional and, and government entities as they uh, try to constrain where and how cloud providers can operate. Big part of that's going to be on data sovereignty. So if uh, data uh, needs to be in Germany, it stays in Germany, for example, or, or the US. But a lot of that is also going to be on how the cloud providers can interact with governments themselves. We have in the United States, for example, the, the new JWCC, the Joint Warfighting uh, Cloud Capabilities uh, Framework uh, for, by the Department of the Defense, which is going to drive cloud development and cloud adoption and obviously have a number of implications for what those services can look like, both in terms of their government consumption, but what impact they might have more broadly in the marketplace. CIOs are going to have to take account of all of those things and come up with strategies at a highest level that might allow them to operate globally with differentiation according to those different national and, and regional frameworks. One issue that's impacting the entire technology industry is the ongoing chip shortage. Analyst Abhijit Sunil says the issue will continue to impact a wide variety of products and industries. So the implications are huge and we begin to see this um, in our workplace and in our personal lives. Semiconductors have a powerful ripple effect on products in other markets too. Abhijit says IoT technologies will be hit particularly hard by the shortages because they rely on more mature semiconductors. That's led Forrester to make a bold prediction about the IoT market. So in 2022, we are predicting that the IoT chip shortage will shave off 10 to 15 percent off of the growth of IoT. In, and as a result, IoT-based smart products like appliances, automobiles, and consumer electronics will be unavailable, delayed, or even overpriced. So what can tech leaders do to minimize the impact of this issue? Abhijit says it will be a good year to review your technology options. We expect the shortage to last through 2022 and into 2023. So anticipate this shortage. And this is an opportunity to optimize throughout the infrastructure stack. Perhaps considering public cloud services or looking at alternative suppliers might be a good route for you to take. But nevertheless, this is an opportunity for introspection into your infrastructure and looking for ways to optimize. 
Clearly, 2022 will be a pivotal year as IT leaders look to emerging technologies to solve their biggest business challenges. To learn more about Forrester's 2022 predictions, check out our recent predictions webinar at for.com slash predictions 22. That's forr.com slash predictions 22. Thanks for listening.